Thanks for joining us in the Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette, where we discuss the empty nest and beyond. Hi, this is Christy Robinette, and this is the Robinette's Nest minus Chuck, at least for now. Currently, Chuck is in Carmanos Hospital in downtown Detroit recovering from a stem cell transplant. If you follow the podcast, you know that in March, he was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, which is a form of plasma slash bone marrow cancer. And he's been going through treatments this whole time, preparing him to the transplant spot where they actually take his own stem cells and give him high power doses of chemotherapy and then give him the stem cells back in hopes that there is no cancer left in the system. And what that does is it makes his blood count dive to zero and then he has to climb back up and they call it a rebirth. So in the meantime, he's lost weight. He's happy about that. Um, he doesn't really have an appetite. That's normal. He's lost his hair. He's not too he's, he's not doing too bad with that. It's not even a vain thing, but it's an emotional. It makes it real. Um, he's very fatigued. He's very weak. That frustrates him. Um, and he's getting really tired of his hospital cell. So he's been there over two weeks. They really hope that he'll be home by Thanksgiving, and we hope way sooner than that. But right now, he's still what they're calling a creeper. So he's his blood work is climbing very slow, and he's been getting plasma donations um, every day. Thank you all to those who donate blood, who donate plasma, because it's situations like this that you don't even, you know, realize when maybe you're doing it, how you're helping somebody and you are giving life to people like my husband. So he knows that I'm cheating on him and doing this podcast and he wanted me to thank everybody for the prayers and for the thoughts. And I especially am supposed to shout out Alice Cooper again for the prayers that he sent him um, for real. So thank you to everybody who has sent cards and has been very generous with your prayers, your thoughts, and your love. It has certainly helped him when he got a bunch of cards and he opens them you see this joy in his eyes. He he says he's very humbled by it and he has a hard time with that, but you can tell that it really does kind of give him the motivation to what next. So as I was thinking of like, what should this podcast be with me solo? I, I'm like, well, I can make it silly. I can make it funny. It's not the same without my husband. So I thought that I would talk about being a caregiver and the things to say and the things not to say and the things to do and the things not to do. I fortunately or unfortunately have been on this path of being a caregiver since I was young. My mom was turned blind when I was about 12 and she needed a lot of help. And my dad ended up having a heart attack when I was 18. And so I ended up having to help both my mom and my dad, um, 
which, you know, took a lot of my childhood away. I learned how to do bills and and write out checks when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old. And I learned how to call bill collectors when I was 18 and figure out how to do taxes for for them. Like it was one of those real life experiences that I, I obviously you can't look back in the past and say, I, I'll, I wish I, it could have been different, but I didn't have a typical childhood. I wasn't able to go to away to college because my mom and dad still needed me. And I ended up not knowing at the time I ended up marrying my high school sweetheart and not realizing that I was doing that to kind of have an escape to get out of the house without guilt. Now I know that that was what it was, but at the time, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So that was something that I did, and I had two beautiful kids because of it. And I don't, I firmly believe that if I hadn't gone through the journey that I had gone through, that Chuck and I would not have met, even though we had a lot of occurrences. And we had met up uh, in different situations. We had been in the same places at the same time before, many times before. So, but the serendipitous part of it is I think sometimes you have to go through your journey in order to find the people on the path that you're supposed to find. So this experience, you know, being my mom and dad's caregiver and then Chuck's mom had Alzheimer's and we had to caregive for her and my dad lives with us. So I caregive for him. And now I'm having to be legal caregiver for Chuck. When he does come home, I can't be more than five minutes away from him for the next 100 days. So he's super weak and he is very fragile emotionally, physically, spiritually, maybe even as well. It is like they said, it's a rebirth. So it is learning how to eat, learning how to walk, learning how to mentally compartmentalize everything that's going on. And in the middle of COVID and not being able to have visitors and not being able to you know, be able to go out to a restaurant or right now we can't even decorate for Christmas because they don't want the extra dust in the house. It's just, it's so strange. It's, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of pressure and I'll, I'll admit it's a lot of pressure on me as any caregiver knows. So I wanted to talk about, um, because I've had some interesting conversations with people um, and what they've said that have upset me. Now I'm emotional as well and probably unfairly because I think everybody for the most part has good intentions, right? But let's first talk to the caregiver. I want to talk to the caregiver and the things that you can do that can help and the, the kind of the lessons that I've learned. The first thing is to forgive yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have hissy fits. You're going to have temper tantrums. You're going to have emotional breakdowns. You're just gonna. And you have to make sure that you forgive yourself because you are not, I mean, even nurses get days off. You are not going to be able to be on 24-7. You just won't. Even though you have to, you're just not going to be able to. The other thing is don't assume um, that someone knows what you need. I have a really hard time with this 
because it's the Scorpio in me. November 13th, I'll be turning the big 5-0, and I still haven't learned how to not stress or how to not, no, all that too, how to not stress. I am a stressor. How to ask for help. I do not know how to ask for help. I have a difficult time reaching out to anybody. So we aren't mind readers. Even me as a professional psychic medium, I'm not a mind reader. So we have to be very um, less than heeing and hawing over what we need. And, and as a caregiver, you need to delegate and you need to delegate in a communicative type of a way that is just going to help you because time is of the essence. Know that if you're a caregiver, that you make a difference, even though you might not get the praise or the accolades or, you know, the blue ribbon or whatever, you know, that that might come caregiver of the year is that we need that instead of the Emmys. Honestly, I have now decided that instead of the Oscars, the Emmys, any of that, we should have caregivers of the year and every caregiver gets an award. So it's not even one over the other. It's every caregiver. Uh, the other is you have to take a break. You just have to. And that is, you know, going to be hard and you're going to argue with people when they tell you to take a break because you're like, I am breaking. There is no time for me to take a break. But if it entails crying in the car, or in the shower, or having your meltdown, um, taking a nap when you can, it's like having a newborn baby and it's very similar. You know, like I can't take an, I can't take a nap. I need to do the dishes and the laundry needs to be done. And who's going to vacuum and the dog needs to go to the vet and you know, the cat needs its claws trimmed or whatever, you know, grocery shopping has to be done, but you still need to rest and you need to give yourself permission to do that. Um, so those are the things that I've kind of learned and I know that they're very no brainers, you know, with regards to it, but those seem to be the top things, you know, forgive yourself, rest, cry, take a break, know that you're making a difference and don't assume that anyone knows what you need. So here's to the people who have great intentions, who reach out, who say things thinking that they know, um, what's happening. Um, but these are the things you should not say to a caregiver. Again, most of these comments are meant to express appreciation and provide encouragement, but they just don't. So you look so tired. Yeah, that doesn't help. That's not encouraging. That makes me feel like crap. I can't tell you how many pictures people have commented on with me in them. Some of them had nothing to do with the time frame of as we've gone through this. They've been like years ago. And they're like, you look, you can see how much anxiety and stress and how tired you look. Okay, how is that supposed to make me feel better? It doesn't. It doesn't. Whether, you know, I'm having a good day or an exhausting day, this just does not help. This makes me feel really awful about myself. And even if I look like crap in the picture, don't, don't, don't tell me. 
don't do that. Um, I don't know how you do it. Um, yeah, we don't either. Honestly, it's not helpful. It's, it doesn't, it, it, it just exaggerates that we are stressed with all of the chores that we're doing. So we don't know how we do it either. That actually doesn't help. Um, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Such a well-meaning, loving phrase that we hear a lot in grief as well. But when you're kind of stuck in the middle of this very stressful time, it really honestly feels like it is more than we can handle. And a lot of times people, I'm not saying myself, but people are almost mad at God at that moment. They're mad at their angels. They're mad at the situation that they're being put into another stressful situation. Um, you'll get a reward in heaven. I had somebody tell me this and I went, okay, like, is there a punch card for that? Because I don't know if I signed up for that or not. Like, was it an automatic punch card that I'm getting rewards? Like, do I get a super size when I get there? I don't know. It just it felt really weird to me. Uh, call me. Reach out to me if you need anything. Uh, let me know what you might need. Sounds like such a... A, you know, a kind thing to say, right? Call me, reach out, email me, message me, tell me what you need. It it really doesn't. It feels like a weighted ball where you're given another chore to do because at that time you don't even know, you know, we talked about we should delegate as the caregiver. Sometimes we don't even know how to delegate because our minds are so muddled. So what do you say instead? Um, well, I'll get to that because there's a lot of things that you can do. Uh, <laughs> I had someone the other day that sent me pictures of they went on vacation and they said, this might make you feel better. And they sent me pictures of their vacation. And I was like, hmm, that does not make me feel better. So, of course, I sent back a, that looked like you had fun, but in my head, I was very catty, thinking, must be nice to have a vacation. And I cried. Because my four walls are a hospital room with my husband, and I wouldn't trade that for a million years. But, boy, when I give to instead be looking at some water and with my husband with not in a hospital with him fighting for his life. So maybe don't mention your vacation to somebody who's going through something pretty big. So what should you say? Can I help drive you to the hospital? Do you need some company? So at the hospital that Chuck's at, there's only one visitor a day allowed um, this, again, COVID makes things a bit more difficult. Um, but, you know, if I, I actually had a friend that said, I'll wait in the parking lot for you or I'll wait at a restaurant down the street for you. And I thought that was so kind. Um, 
can I come over and sit with your husband while you go out grocery shopping? Yeah. Again, COVID makes it a bit, again, complicated, but that is a great thing to say. What day of the week works best for me to bring dinner over? Um, I had someone the other day that, that did a ding dong witch on me with a cooler of food. And I literally cried when I opened the door because to not have to worry about what to fix for dinner for the next couple days was amazing. Um, I'm praying for you. I'm good with that. How are you guys doing? I'm good with that. Uh, here's a gift certificate for a coffee. Do you want to talk? How are you really doing? Um, those things are such, you know, simple things as well. Uh, just be there. The other thing that don't do is don't make them feel guilty. I've I've had people say, boy, I wish that, you know, you weren't so busy with this and that and Chuck and that we could go and do this and that and the other. Or I miss you in your office doing readings or I miss you at the library. Those might sound really, again, innocent comments, but they make me feel guilty. They make other caregivers feel guilty that they can't be there. I, I, I don't know if, again, sometimes we just don't know what to say or how to say it. And that ends up, again, being misconstrued with it. So it's not, again, like anyone is trying to hurt anybody's feelings because that's rarely the case. Um, but... I think we've we've talked about it, you know, even with grief as well. The other thing is, you know, don't call a caregiver someone who's being a victim or someone who's suffering because we aren't trying to victimize ourselves. Um, we're not trying to be a, you know, struggler, you know, with it, but we are often struggling. And we're trying to do the best that we can, you know, with, with the best that we have at the moment. It is something that I, 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 again, I don't know what it's like to not be a caregiver because I went from caregiver to mom to caregiver to caregiver. Like, I, I don't know the difference. I will say that there are sometimes that I do envy people who can just up and go on vacation and not have to find somebody to take care of their loved one or, um, you know, that, that they could just even go to the grocery store. It's almost like I, I have to get permission, you know, from whomever I'm taking care of at that time. And Sometimes that's heavy too. You know, it's a, just a lot to compartmentalize. What I want you to know out of everything is whether you're a caregiver, whether you're a support person for a caregiver, is just to be good to yourself and to be good to others. 
were in such an intense, tension-filled, stressed-out climate right now. And we just really need to remember that none of us have to be perfect. And having a bad day is okay. And small steps are progress. And asking for help is straight out fine. It's not even brave. It's just fine. And that you're appreciated. You really are. I think that we lose ourselves when we forget that we are worthy of walking this earth. So I found a kind of an affirmation, a motivation, and I wish I could give it credit to who I found it, you know, who wrote it, but I, there's, I couldn't find anything, but I wanted to sort of end this podcast with you with it. And it says, I am an unstoppable warrior who is strong and fearless. I live with courage and compassion. I wear my confidence like a shield to deflect all the negativity I'm powerful. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of what I do. Each day I wake up positive and ready to take on the day ahead because I'm on a mission to achieve my goals and nothing can stop me. This is the Robinette's Nest. This is Christy Robinette. And I hope that next time you tune in that I will have my other half. Again, thank you for all the prayers and the love. We really do appreciate it. I believe in you. Thanks again for listening to The Robinette's Nest with Chuck and Christy Robinette. Be sure to subscribe and tune in for the next episode. 